Like, it's very hard to write a handwritten note and be texting somebody and answering emails at the same time. You really have to sit down, think about what you're writing, put pen to paper, spend five minutes doing it, and then put it in the mail. And that's what a handwritten note signifies is time. So I think people really appreciate that. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. All right, everyone, we've got a fun one today. I had the chance to sit down with David Wax, the founder of Handwritten. His company does basically what the name portrays. Uh, They allow businesses to automate and scale the creation of personalized handwritten letters. And we've been hearing a lot about personalization, the new rules of personalization, the future of personalization, especially now that so many people are relying on e-commerce and other digital channels. And David makes a strong case for getting back to basics. So we dig into all elements of that very concept, the work that Handwritten has done with some different brands of all sizes, and ways that your business can start to embrace the handwritten word. Listen in and uh, hope you enjoy it. David, thanks so much for being on the show. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you, Alicia, for having me. So let's start with the basics. Your company is fascinating. We'll get into some of the nitty gritty details in a second, but why don't you start by sharing a little bit about yourself and Handwritten, your company? For sure. So my name is David Wax, and I'm the CEO of Handwritten. Handwritten is actually my second venture, actually the second venture in the messaging space. So back in 2004, I started a company called Sell It. It was a text messaging company that grew to be, this is before the iPhone, so it grew to be one of the largest text messaging CRM systems out there, sending millions of messages a day for brands like Abercrombie & Fitch and Toys R Us and Sam's Club, Chicago Tribune, and so on. And then I sold off that company and I kind of went the other route. So instead of going instant short messages that are quickly forgotten, I decided to do slow, long messages that get savored through handwritten notes. And just to kind of explain why, well, there are two reasons. Number one, when I sold my other company, I started, I wanted to write handwritten notes to all my employees and customers and that type of thing. But my hand quickly got sore and I lost attention and everything else. So I thought there has to be a better way. And that's how I started handwritten. But the other thing was I saw that I was kind of responsible for creating a monster. So in electronic communication with texts and tweets and slacks and emails and more emails and more emails, people are getting overwhelmed in the clutter. The average office worker spends like 30% of their time or something crazy just managing emails. And then you add all these other electronic communication on top of it. Nothing gets read anymore. You're just so busy pressing the delete key, you don't read anything. But what I realized is my employees, when I go into their offices and my office, any handwritten notes they had received, not only were they read, but they were kept on display. So I thought there has to be a way to use handwritten notes as a way to get your business message across. And that's what handwritten is all about. And I can kind of get into how we do all that if you like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We want to get into that. I just love that you kind of hit on 
the two-sided value proposition. So the person doing the notes, I know I myself am a left-handed writer. So just writing anything in pen is kind of annoying, (laughs) especially if you're doing a handwritten note and you want it to look all nice and pretty. But I I think you bring up a good point, especially in this time that we're in right now. Like digital is all we're relying on because it's so accessible to us and it's getting overwhelming, right? It's like you're not even reading things anymore. You're just kind of looking at face value and not really engaging with it. Yeah, I don't think I'm alone in that. You know, when I get an email, I don't even read it. And even the most custom email, like you, could, that email could say, hey, David, thank you so much for purchasing this pair of pants in this color and blah, blah, blah. And it could all look like an email sent from a sales rep. And you know, just because we're trained, that all those emails are just automated. And because you know it's automated, even though it doesn't look automated, you discount it. You know, maybe it's not automated. Maybe this person really did take a moment out of their day to send you an email. You discount it and you just throw it away. But we have clients on the other end, and I I have case studies aplenty, but we have a client that's a piano tuner. So we have businesses of all sizes using us, but they're a piano tuner. And every time they tune a piano, they send a handwritten note through our service. And they're in a house one time a year. And then after that tuning, they send them a note and then they're in the house a year later. And when they go back the second time to tune that piano, often they will find that handwritten note either on the client's refrigerator or sitting on the piano. And I cannot remember the last time I printed out an email or printed out a text message and stuck it to anything. You know what I mean? So we're zigging when everybody else is zagging, kind of. That's kind of the idea. I love an example of the piano tuner. So it seems like your customer base kind of varies in terms of business size and industry. But I mean, for retail specifically, how does your customer base kind of shake out? Are you seeing any trends in terms of the types of retailers that are trying to add this layer of personal connection to their marketing mix? I think it's becoming more and more popular. And I think COVID is partially responsible. I mean, the simple fact is there's a lot of people that are very lonely and sad and want to feel appreciated. Before COVID, that was the case. And definitely after COVID, that's the case. And I think retailers are understanding that. And they're trying to reach out and express their appreciation and also just express the appreciation that you're not just buying something on Amazon. You, the customer, are being thoughtful enough to look for other options So we're trying to be thoughtful by sending you a handwritten note. So we're seeing a lot of that from our e-tail clients, just thanking their customers for their purchases. We're also seeing a ton of requests for reviews. So how was our purchase? Please rate us on Google or G2 Crowd or whatever that service is. We're also seeing quite a few right now, obviously, holiday cards. We're thinking about you cards for COVID, birthday notes. We have a plugin coming out for Shopify that'll make it easy for people to send automated notes like after purchase thresholds. So maybe your third purchase or when you spend over a certain dollar amount, that type of thing. So we have clients doing stuff like that. And then we have a whole other segment of our clients that are just doing inbox notes. So these are typically less personalized notes because they're buying them in bulk, like 10,000 notes that say, thanks for your purchase. And then they're just inserting those in the boxes. So all sorts of different types of messaging going on, but they're really just trying to create that connection with their customer 
that they haven't been able to for one of two reasons. One, maybe they're an online brand, so they never have that face-to-face just being online. Or two, because everybody's online now because of COVID and nobody's getting that face-to-face. So they're really just trying to reconnect with their customer base that way. No, I think that's a fantastic point because I know on our side, we've been hearing about this notion of getting back to service basics, right? Especially when Amazon really came to the forefront, was getting a larger share of that that shopping pie, so to speak. It became less about, okay, how do I keep pace with Amazon? And more about what can we do as even a smaller retailer to help us stand out. And that's when those high-touch connections, the relationships, those handwritten notes in this case, really rose to the top. So it seems like, just based on your last response, that this has really accelerated in light of COVID-19 and because now we're lucky if we get to the store. We're lucky if we even see the people that we're used to seeing in those stores. Is that is that fair to say? And like, is that going to, is that acceleration going to continue, you think? I think it will continue, unfortunately, for the next six to eight months or whatever, it's going to be there. But I think in general, people realize the power of one-to-one communication. And once they get a taste for it, either end, whether they're using us as a first time, as a, they're a client of handwritten for a first time and they get a taste for it and they see the results that they generate, or on the other end, where they receive a package from somebody or use a service from somebody and get a handwritten note and they're like, wow, I actually looked at that. You know, <laughs> Maybe I should be doing this. And then they Google and they hopefully find us. I think once they get a taste for it, they see the value it adds. So yeah, I mean, obviously I hope COVID ends tomorrow, but hopefully we all walk away from this experience maybe a little bit more personal, hopefully. (laughs) I don't know. And, you know, one of the big questions we get, so two things. People say, well, how do you do these handwritten notes? So the way we do it, because it is kind of interesting, and when COVID's over, anybody can come to our facility here in Phoenix and I'll give a tour. We have tour leaders that do it. But we actually are old school, vertically integrated, like Henry Ford in the 1930s or whatever. So We build robots on one side of our office. These are proprietary robots. They hold a real pen and they write out notes on the stationery of your choice and the handwriting style of your choice. So we build these robots on one side of our facility and then we just move them over to the other side of the facility and put them to work. We don't sell the robots, lease them. They're all just in our facility here in Phoenix. And right now we've got about 115 of these robots And we're doing about, this month, we'll do about 180,000 handwritten notes in envelopes. So, or I guess double it, 360, because it's a note and envelope, but 180,000 pieces. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. And the way we do it for customers is they can upload those notes to our website. They can type them in individually on our website or our apps. We can integrate with Zapier for those of Are you familiar with Zapier, Alicia? Name is familiar, but explain it to me just in case. Zapier is, if I didn't work for Handwritten, Zapier would be the company. I think they are so cool. They make integration with all these systems, whether it's Shopify or whatever, WooCommerce or whatever you're using, way, way easier. So Handwritten integrates with Zapier. Zapier integrates with 2,000 other things. Therefore, Handwritten integrates with 2,000 other things. So we integrate with all these different systems, whether it's direct like what we do through Salesforce and and some other platforms or 
indirect through Zapier, we can integrate. And then because it's integrated, it's automated and it becomes, when it gets automated, it becomes a, a natural part of your flow without you having to think about it. And that's where the brands mostly see their best bang for the buck is because it's all just automated. They don't have to think about it. And they know that every client or every customer is going to get a handwritten thank you. So that's kind of our secret sauce is that end-to-end automation, you know, starting from our APIs or Zapier all the way to the robots being laser cut in the back room. Okay, got it. Yeah, I was going to ask you because obviously we're hearing more and more about the shift to digital, what's the future going to hold, but then still people are going to be hungry for those one-to-one connections, something that's a bit more human, that's a bit more personal. So that scale, I could imagine, is really important, being able to kind of dial it up or dial it down depending on like what your goals are. So it could be like an onboarding campaign or it could be like a thanks for purchasing with us type experience. So I guess the follow-up question for you there, because you have that ability to accomplish that scale and automation, which is fantastic, are you seeing retailers adapt or change their approach to sending these notes in light of this shift to digital? I mean, you shared a few possible use cases earlier, but I'm wondering if, if there's going to be a greater need for that scale because of everything that's happening right now. Yeah. So I will say this client was kind of a victim of COVID, so they are not using us to the degree they were, but a very large Italian fashion brand And they send out these quarterly catalogs. They actually send one out for back to school, which I find funny because who's sending their kindergartner to school with a $3,000 backpack? But they send these back to school catalogs out and they send out, I want to say 30 to 50,000 of them. Each of those back to school catalogs, a handwritten note was written by our service. We then sent those handwritten notes and they're all personalized. So dear Jimmy, dear Frank, whatever. All those handwritten notes then got sent to the catalog distribution house and they were inserted with the catalog. So when you got your catalog for this brand, you flip through it and there's a handwritten note waiting for you inside. So they have completely changed their flow to support handwritten notes. An online mattress company, one of the largest, if not the largest, when you open up their mattress box, there's a handwritten note from us right at the top of the box And these are really cool. They're doodles. So they actually had their graphic designers freehand out some drawings, like somebody sleeping, thinking of cloud or thinking of cats, somebody else with like drawing a moon and stars and all that stuff. And then those notes with those little doodles are recreated in pen and included in the box, those mattresses. And they're so cool. Like, like I know when I, we just bought a, a little vacation rental And we furnished it with those mattresses. And every box I opened, I had a different doodle in the box, which was super cool. Some people even take it a step further and tweet those photos or post them on Instagram. So there's actually a whole viral nature because people are so unused to getting handwritten notes these days, they really stand out. So we got that going on. As far as other use cases, we work with a snack box company. So for office snacks, you can subscribe and they'll send you two boxes a month full of like granola and beef jerky, that type of thing. And what they do is if they accidentally screw up your box, they'll send you another box of swag and a handwritten note apologizing for their screw up. And what they learned was those clients that actually had a screwed up box turned out to have a higher lifetime value than somebody that didn't have a screw up in the first place. 
So then obviously what they do is they go and they screw up intentionally for all their other clients just to send them a follow-up box of snacks and a handwritten note and raise the overall lifetime value of all their customers, which I found very funny, but very smart. So that's another use case. Then we do have some clients using this for like abandoned shopping carts. If they already have their client's information, they can send them a handwritten note saying, we saw you had this suit in your shopping cart. You're still interested. We can offer you 10% off. For the holidays, we have one bespoke online suit retailer where basically you send them your measurements, they go get a suit made for you in China. That company sends out about a thousand handwritten notes from their quote unquote, from their CEO and the CEO's handwriting with the CEO's signature. Each note has a coupon code on it. And those coupon codes have a 18% redemption rate compared to the typical three to 5% redemption rate they see with their other coupons. So I'm still wondering why they haven't used us more frequently than once a year, because they do this every year with us. But, you know, obviously we're happy for their Christmas business, but handwritten envelopes get opened three times more frequently as print envelopes. We have a, um, an automotive dealership chain of high-end luxury cars, and their handwritten notes that they send have a 21 times higher response rate than their printed collateral that they send their customers. When you adjust that, now obviously handwritten notes are more expensive than printed. It, it's just nature of the beast, it has to be. But when you adjust for that difference in cost, it's still seven times greater ROI. So it's like the results kind of speak for themselves. I love these examples because they're so different. They cover such a broad spectrum of use cases, goals, value propositions, but they also kind of all allude to this ability to test and learn because I feel like that's so achievable in the digital world, like you can test a social ad or you can test messaging. But when you think of like high touch or like handwritten, like that seems unachievable, but it's pretty clear that you can do that here. Well, I will say it's harder. One of the reasons it's harder is because we are out of the loop. You know, like if you have some guy on your show that does an email campaign manager, he would know every time somebody clicks through one of his links or that type of thing, or every time somebody opens one of his emails, he's going to know that. Well, for us, our clients might know it if they're savvy. They assign a special phone number to the card or tracking code or whatever, they would know it, but they rarely share us that information. So we're we just lap up anytime somebody sends information to us or, or kind of shares anything with us. We just love it. But it's certainly fewer and farther between because the clients, why would they share it with us? If they do, then we'll know how, how valuable we are and we might raise rates, you know, in their mind or something <laughs> like that. But you do try to capture these little aha moments when we can. But just overall, and you know, yeah, I run a company called Handwritten and I want to sell you our service. But my goal on this phone call is just to get clients using handwritten notes in general, whether they use our service or some other service or write it themselves. I mean, there is a huge value to be had in sending handwritten notes. Totally agree. I think you bring up a really great point and follow-up question, I guess, if I could, around, I guess it's sort of goal setting, but more so measurement. Like you brought up how you're sometimes out of the loop. So how do you measure the impact of something like this where it isn't always directly connected to a purchase or it's like a longer tail impact of 
the engagement? I mean, it, would you say a standard best practice is including some sort of call to action or next step that is measurable? Like you brought up like a promo code. Like, would you consider that like an, a way to close that loop a little bit? Yeah, you could. If I were to do it and cost wasn't really an issue, I would probably not put the promo code in writing. I would probably include that as a separate insert because I think if you did the promo code in writing, I mean, we have like that suit company, they they do their promo codes in writing, but I think it might cheapen it a little bit. I think it might be better to have that as a separate insert in the package, like include a little piece of paper with a promo code or a physical gift card or something like that. Um, I think you have to be very careful about putting out a piece that looks like it's wanting to be measured. You know what I mean? Like, because as soon as you do that, it's insincere. And this is all about sincerity. And I think it totally, you know, we have example after example, ranging from the piano tuner to the car dealer to the snack box company and the suit company and the leather goods and all these different examples. But if somebody were to say to me, what's the ROI on this? I'd say you're kind of missing the point (laughs) because, and I don't mean to get argumentative, but in the end, what's this going to cost you? Eh, $3 in postage, $2.50 and, you know, depending on your volume, $2.50 in postage. So if it's not worth $2.50, to you or three, you know, depending on how big of a brand, it could even be less if you're doing huge volumes. But if it's not worth that $2.50 to say, thank you for using us, it really means a lot, especially now when you have so many other options. And I mean, you could order directly from Alibaba in China if you want to and just skirt Amazon altogether. I think there has to be a return, a little bit of a return to just being grateful. And there's a lot of studies that say grateful equals happiness. Uh, you know, the the path to happiness is by being grateful. And I agree. I think we as a culture in the United States and really around the world just need to be a little bit more grateful for what we have and for our clients. And that enough, I think, yes, you will see ROI, but but if you're so hell-bent on trying to track it from day one, A, it might backfire on you, and B, you might not see the bigger picture. You know, people don't buy cars every week. You know, that's a once every three to five year purchase. So if you can kind of align people now by being grateful that they came in and did a a service appointment or whatever that is a few times, I think you will stand out so much that two, three years down the line, they'll come around and and buy that car from you. But if you're just so, well, I sent them a handwritten note, they didn't buy a car. (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) okay, well, sorry. You know, we're all so, so looking for that immediate measurement, that immediate reward that I think we kind of miss out on the bigger picture. I think that's such a great point. It reminds me of this presentation I watched virtually recently around marketing goals and how goal setting leads to numbers and numbers force us to just think about how can we reach those numbers and not how can we make an actual impact in people's lives, which should always be the bigger goal, right? Like how do we build these relationships? How do we make a tangible or positive change in their lives, whether that's in the context of their personal lives or their business lives? So it's interesting hearing your response and how that connects to almost a a larger conversation that's happening right now in marketing. So I, I guess I should ask you, you know, looking at 
the broader marketing picture. Personalization has been such a hot topic in retail and we're hearing like, oh, it has to be hyper-focused and and tailored and you have to be able to measure the impact. So, I mean, do you think that this is going to be an evolving conversation as we get into the heart of 2021 and people are still hungry for those connections? I mean, where do you think this is going? Yeah, and I think it's way beyond COVID. I think it's really, and again, I can only speak for myself and for some of the things, you know, you just kind of see out there as you're going about your day, things hit you, you know, and if they hit you three times, you're kind of like, oh, now I noticed that. But for instance, for the holidays, I bought my nieces and nephews these books, the really cool books that are custom printed with their names. So they're called like The Story of a Boy with No Name, and every page has a different letter and it spells out their name. And the reason I bought them those gifts is because A, they're keepsakes, but B, because you cannot buy them on Amazon. These are things that are made specifically for that person. And it used to be good enough to send somebody a a gift in the mail for their birthday or hand them a gift for their birthday or whatever. But now when you can just send somebody an Amazon box, people are like, oh, well, that took no thought. They probably just Googled me on. I mean, yeah, I appreciate them sending me this trinket from Amazon, but, but it took no real thought. And I think the bigger conversation is mind share. When I'm sitting in a room with you, and I'm having a conversation with you, am I looking down at my phone the entire time? Am I checking my Apple Watch or am I engaged with you? I had one client of mine say, the closest thing to a handwritten note is when I'm in a meeting with you and you take your phone out and you stick it face side down so you can't look at it. It's that mind share. It's that those few focused minutes. And I spent the same, well, maybe I spent a little bit more buying these printed books than I would on Amazon, But what I really spent was time looking for these books and trying to think about something cool and different. And that's, I think, what people really appreciate these days is that time, that that it's not just a lazy gift that somebody thought about me for a few minutes. And a handwritten note is exactly that. Like, it's very hard to write a handwritten note and be texting somebody and answering emails at the same time. You really have to sit down, think about what you're writing put pen to paper, spend five minutes doing it, and then put it in the mail. And that's what a handwritten note signifies is time. So I think people really appreciate that. I had somebody trying to woo my business. I guess they thought we were way bigger than we are. And they sent me in the mail this video screen. It's like this, uh, it looks kind of like a book, but you open it up and there's a, I don't know, a three inch video screen in it, and it plays some video that I didn't even watch. But all I could think about when I got this little video screen in the mail with this ad for this company, all I thought was, how much did they spend on this? And how does this thing work? Because I'm a dorky bird. (laughs) So I started taking apart this little video screen thing, right? What I did not think about was, wow, how thoughtful or what's their message? And I emailed the company back. I said, gee, thanks for this video screen. Please send me the package to recycle it because they said they'd send me recycling materials. So I I asked for that. And then I said, have you thought about sending handwritten notes? Because what they were trying to do was capture my attention. I guarantee these stupid videos cost $20 plus each, and they didn't capture my attention the same way a $3 handwritten note would. So I think to your point on personalization, when we could make these handwritten notes incredibly personal, where it's, thank you so much for your purchase of this snack. If you like the cheddar popcorn, 
really check out the sriracha chips. You know what I mean? Like you can do recommendations and stuff like that. And it comes across different when it looks like it's written by a human. And our notes really do look like they're written by humans. So we're able to kind of create that personalization on a mass scale and have it matter versus creating mass personalization that people just think is a computer algorithm. So yeah, I mean, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I think people are really, really craving your attention and your thoughtfulness in ways that they just didn't care about before. And I do think COVID has accelerated that. Yeah. No, I think you bring up some solid key words there. Thought, intention came to mind for me. So I almost feel like sometimes when I get hyper-personalized messages, especially like through email, like advertising, it's kind of like, oh, like it's like a little jarring. But when there's like that personal touch through a handwritten note, and like you said, it's not just thank you for shopping with us when you have so many options. But like, if you like this, like, be sure to check this out. Like, let me know how we can help you. Of course, there's a bit of a like, let's figure out how to continue the relationship, but it's in a way that's valuable for the consumer. So you can kind of flex your messaging a little bit to be as like standard and relationship focused and extended to the cross sells or the upsells in a way that it makes sense, which is where that intention comes in, it seems like. Yeah. And I think on the flip side, you have to be careful that you're capturing their attention too. Like they're appreciative that you're giving your attention of whatever, five minutes to write the note, but you have to be respectful of their attention too. So don't make that note too long <laughs> because we have like a car dealership right now that's writing these notes and they're like a full five by seven page in tiny writing. And I'm like, A, nobody's going to read this. Again, you're going to lose them on that. And B, they're going to stop. Even though the, the handwriting looks real, they're going to be like, nobody took the time to write this long note for me. So I think even if you're writing it by hand, well, A, to, to spare your own hand, but Right. <laughs> to make sure that it gets noticed. Keep it short and sweet. You know, a few sentences will accomplish the same thing as a paragraph and it'll get read more and put on display the same and all that. So, so yeah, I think the attention to time goes both ways. Oh, no, that's a great point. And I'm sure there could be a few people listening to this right now, like, oh, this is so cool. And like, we do have retailers of varying sizes from small businesses to large enterprises. I mean, how does this get implemented or applied? Like, what role do the people on the back end play? Who are the ones making this magic happen? Is it like marketing? Is it sales? Does it kind of vary depending on the type of company and the size of the company? Yeah, it does. We have sales managers running this. We've got CRM managers. We've got directors of marketing, company owners. Those are where I like it to sit where I don't like it to sit as some outside advertising firm, because then it's just a one and done. So I think it needs to be baked into your overall communication strategy, like text messaging, like email, like Twitter and Facebook and, and everything else. It needs to just be part of that flow. So I'm not saying that emails should be replaced by handwritten notes. Absolutely not. But the person responsible for setting up those cadences should consider handwritten notes as part of those flows. Yeah. No, I think you bring up a good point because I think all these different channels have 
their benefits. They added a different value to the broader customer conversation and the process of building those relationships. So it's like figuring out the best way to piece everything together because it's still a journey. It's still a puzzle ultimately. And I think that's kind of where the fun and the creativity can come in. Absolutely. This has been fascinating, David. Thank you so much again for taking the time out to speak with me to share a little bit about what you're doing at Handwritten and also just talking about general personalization trends. I think, like I noted earlier, it's a, it's a really fascinating time where people are looking for these connections. We want to be more thoughtful and intentional with how we engage with our customers. And I think this brings some new opportunities into the mix. So, so I mean, with that, do you have any closing thoughts or, or recommendations for the executives listening right now that are looking for ways to be a bit more authentic and intentional with their connections, but also have these big, expansive digital experiences? I mean, any closing thoughts or or takeaways for them to chew on? I would just say, you know, I think our conversation here was really good because it just talks about the value of thinking about the customer and appreciating the customer. And I think appreciating the customer can't be overstated. So just take a time out to try to figure out how best to appreciate that customer. And then if you do want to do handwritten notes through a company like ours, it's not rocket science. It's not hard. It's not expensive. You could send one card or if you want to test with like a thousand people or something like that and do an AB, that's very, very simple to do with a company like ours. So yeah, I mean, while it will be more expensive than print, because if you think about it, we have to write our handwritten notes on something and that's a nice printed piece. So we can't be less than a printed piece if we're adding value on top of that. So yes, it will always be more expensive than print, but your returns on that, I can pretty much guarantee, you can't always guarantee because, you know, who knows, but I can pretty much guarantee that your results from a handwritten note campaign will be much greater substantially greater, almost magically greater than a print campaign that just goes straight into the recycling bin. So I just urge people to give it a shot, see what they find. And then if they want to scale up, use us. Or even if they don't want to scale up, use us. Awesome. Well, David, thanks again so much for taking the time. It was really nice meeting you and and really appreciate your perspectives on all of these fascinating trends that are happening right now. Really appreciate you taking the time out. Thanks so much. And to all of you, as always, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Retail Remix. Our goal is to bring together some of the brightest minds in retail, in tech, to have these great conversations around the future of customer experience and ways that we can build better connections with our customers. So if you have any follow-up questions for David or uh, comments on this episode, feel free to drop us a line on Twitter at our touch points. And if you haven't already subscribed to the show, you'll get great episodes like this one um, directly to your preferred podcast player. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and frankly, everywhere else. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.